0: This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Saturday, November 27th, 2021, day 27 of National Podcast Post Month. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. It's a beautiful day in the great state of Georgia. Bright blue sky, sunshine, and kind of very cool, oh, just gorgeous, and it's a good day to be on the microphone here doing my daily workout to build up my podcasting muscles. I'm doing my podcast push-ups and my podcasting pull-ups, doing my podcast cardio, training for my ultimate destiny as an A-list podcast host, someday. You can find out more over at dailypodcastpractice.com. Late yesterday, I saw the announcement that Stephen Sondheim had died. November 26th. That was yesterday. Quoting from the New York Times, he was the theater's most revered and influential composer-lyricist of the last half of the 20th century and the driving force behind some of Broadway's most beloved and celebrated shows, unquote. His lawyer and friend, F. Richard Pappas, announced the death saying that he died early Friday at his home in Roxbury, Connecticut. He said he didn't know the cause of death, that Mr. Sondheim had not been known to be ill... I guess that means he was he was doing okay and that the death was sudden. Stephen Sondheim was 91 years old. Goodbye Stephen. See you on the other side. I love musicals. I love I love theater musicals and I love movie musicals and I love just sitting in the darkened theater space whether it's the theater or a movie and and just watching the pageantry and the, the music. And just feeling the the energy of what's going on on the screen or the stage. I love the song tunes and the lyrics and the chord structures. And I like all the lights and the costumes and just the energy. and, And I like Stephen Sondheim's music. But it's not my favorite. It's very complex. It takes a lot of work to listen to it. And sometimes I just don't want to put in the work. Let's go from death to life. Born on this day in 1955 in Washington, D.C., American mechanical engineer, science communicator, and television presenter, William Sanford Nye, popularly known as Bill Nye the Science Guy. And he really is a science guy. He has his Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Cornell University, and he worked as an engineer for Boeing, the aerospace people right out of Cornell. His friends... Used to ask him to do Steve Martin impressions at parties. Apparently, he was pretty good at it. And, uh, and he just found out that he really enjoyed doing that and making people laugh. Then in 1978, and I have no idea when he graduated from Cornell, that's not here, but it was before '78, he won a Steve Martin lookalike contest and he began moonlighting as a comedian. The rest of his story gets complicated, and we can't do it justice here, but I've linked to his Wikipedia page, and if you're interested, you can go have a look. He's an interesting and talented guy, for sure. So happy birthday, Bill Nye, the science guy. Just a heads up, I did not send a birthday card, and I didn't post anything on your Facebook page, but my birthday wishes are sincere just the same. Also, on this day in 1896, that was a little while ago, in Frankfurt, Germany, Richard Strauss conducted the premier performance of his composition, Also Sprach Zarathustra*. The initial fanfare, which is titled Sunrise in the composer's program notes, is best known for being in Stanley Kubrick's 1968 film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. And if you heard it, you would recognize it instantly. And that's all I know about this composition. But I took time, since I was preparing for the podcast today, to go and listen to the rest of it. And I, I urge you to go find it. It's about 30 minutes long. You can find it on the YouTubes. It's very moving, very emotional. Not nearly as bombastic uh, as the first movement, but uh, but it's it's very well done. <laughs> but I sure do love that first movement. I don't mean to say... I don't mean to use bombastic in a pejorative way. I mean... It's got a just a certain quality to it, which I find very appealing, and I like the way the whole thing comes together. Okay, so go listen to Also Sprach Zaratustra. Tell you what, I'll provide a link to a good place on YouTube in the show notes if you want to go catch that. We haven't done anything to improve our vocabulary for a while, so let's pick a word. And I want to pick one from yesterday's podcast episode about the Rolls-Royce electric plane, the spirit of... Inu- spit that out, Rich. The Spirit of Innovation. By the way, the copy that I read yesterday for this had a huge error that I just missed. Twice in the article, the plane is referred to as the Spirit of Ingenuity. Twice. And I even stumbled through that word, ingenuity, and didn't realize why. They mentioned the plane's name four times and they got it right just half the time. The real name is the Spirit of Innovation. So if you're interested in that, look for Spirit of Innovation. The word that was used in that article was Aerodrome, spelled A-E-R-O-D-R-O-M-E. And I just love that word, Aerodrome. It's a noun used mainly by the Brits, the British, and it means an airfield or an area of land from which aircraft operate. Here's the word used in a sentence. The troubled aircraft landed at the Aerodrome in Surrey, south of London. Neat word. I like that, Aerodrome. To me, It has a a sort of a steampunk vibe. You know, it's historical, maybe back turn of the 20th century. Definitely a different era. Um, A very proper word, maybe. I don't know. I just like it. Aerodrome. So go ahead and stick that in your back pocket or wherever you keep your vocabulary. And who knows, you might just be able to bring it out during your next uh, trivia competition. And that will be all for today. We're going to wrap it up in this old poster for an air show that I have that was done out at Dobbins Air Force Base in Mayetta, Georgia. And we'll stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.